One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Welcome to The World in 10, a daily look at world news using the expertise of the Times of London. I'm Cara Bentley. And I'm Alex Dibble. Prosecutors suspect dodgy deals have been done off-piste involving one of the world's richest men. And we're covering India, China and Japan, where we'll look into a gold bar buying phenomenon, athletes running away from anti-doping agencies (laughs) and the Japanese respect for napping. Picture the scene. You are skiing in the mountains. There are trees, evergreen, with snow covering them from head to foot. Ah, there we are. We're we're flying down the slopes under blue skies. And, oh, look at that. There's Gwyneth. (laughs) There are the Beckhams. Celebrities are just cruising past. But there are suspicions that shady deals are being done in the luxury resort, Cara, of Courchevel. It does sound like the beginning of a spy novel. (laughs) This is uh, the Louis Vuitton owner, Bernard Arnault, the billionaire luxury goods mogul. He's the second richest person in the world after Elon Musk. He is. And he owns a luxury hotel, Chavel Blanc. This is from the website of that hotel. Mm, It's relaxing, isn't it? It is quite relaxing. Um, There are no room fees listed on the website... But rooms are thought to cost between thousands of euros and tens of thousands of euros. That's right. Uh, The Times correspondent in France, Adam Sage, can fill us in on the rest of the story. Bernard Alno wanted to expand his hotel. What seems to have happened is that in 2018, he acquired properties around the hotel to make it bigger. The way he did this was through a Russian oligarch called Nikolai Sarkisov, who seems to have bought the properties from different owners and then sold them on to Bernard Arnault. Now, what has intrigued Trackfin? Now, Trackfin is the French finance ministry's anti-money laundering unit, which first flagged this up and led to the inquiry. What has intrigued them is that Arno, Bernard Arno seems to have lent the money to, to the Russian oligarch um, to buy the properties and then sell them on to him. And what has intrigued them even more is that some of the flats that he bought were already owned by the Russian oligarch who basically sold them to himself and then sold them on to, to Arno. So it's a very strange operation that has been 
really had set alarm bells ringing in the French finance ministry uh, who said that there could be a possible money laundering operation going on here. Now, it's worth saying that neither Arnaud nor Sarkisov accept these allegations at all. They say they're totally wrong. And police sources say that they absolutely don't at the moment have the proof that there was any money laundering going on. In China, more and more people are taking up the habit of buying actual gold bars from shops as investments and as birthday presents, or even converting their own online bank savings into gold by buying up some of the Bank of China's stock of gold. <laughs> now, we needn't remind you that uh, these people technically live in a communist country. Um, and the Times China correspondent Richard Spencer told us they're buying gold because they are worried. China's got a bit of an economic crisis at the moment. Its growth rates, which, as everyone knows, has been have been huge for the last 30 years, um, have started to fall. And there's a big uh, collapse in the property market. And people are worried that that's going to sort of spread through to the wider economy. Uh, it's not clear whether it will do, but understandably, they're looking for something else to put their money into. And uh, China is a closed country in many ways still, although it's got this very fast, you know, booming economy. Uh, and you still can't easily get your money out of the country. You can't convert your uh, your yuan, which is the local currency, into dollars very easily. Uh, other countries, you'll find people who are nervous about the future buying dollars and sticking them under their mattress um, or investing on some sort of international uh, market. In China, you can't do that. So they're buying gold instead. Now, Richard also told us that although this might seem like a lack of confidence in the states by buying and investing in gold elsewhere, the government is actually encouraging this habit. One reason is that they don't want uh, Chinese people to try trying to smuggle money out of the country and uh, buy dollars that way. Um, the other reason is that they're doing the same themselves, and presumably they want uh, they want that to be a mutually beneficial exercise with their their uh, gold purchasers buoying up the price for ordinary Chinese citizens and vice versa. And another question, I suppose, is where are people actually keeping the, this gold after they've bought it? Um, Richard told us that, you know, if it's not in a bank or a safe, they're actually keeping it around the house, like as gold rings or as ornaments. That is the sound of a 100-metre race, but uh, what you can't tell just from listening to that is that there's only one person in the race. Um, Cheering is not going to affect the outcome. Um, This was the result of Indian athletics descending into farce uh, this week as a result of drug testers turning up. Yeah, at that 100-metre final, everyone except the one athlete ran away, claiming cramps or muscle strain. (laughs) And in a separate steeplechase, one athlete kept running away from the anti-doping agency after the finish line as she was being chased for a sample. Absolutely incredible story. Um, And the reason drug testers turned up is because they saw a video of a bathroom with piles of 
kind of used syringes and empty packets of a performance-enhancing drug. And doping is indeed a big problem in India for athletics as it's laxly enforced. Many coaches are complicit. Chemists ignore the need for prescriptions and just give drugs over the counter. And for the athletes themselves, it's because sport can be a huge opportunity to get out of poverty. I'm joined now on the Times floor by Sam Masters, who's on the Foreign Desk. Sam, what's coming up in the paper that you've been working on? Uh, Max Tucker in uh, Odessa has a a fascinating tale about how on August 24th, which was uh, Ukrainian Independence Day, a group of Special Forces soldiers um, made uh, off on jet skis uh, over 200 kilometres to land on the Crimea for the first time in over a decade, which is a highly symbolic um, thing to do, where they got involved in an enormous firefight, destroyed a Russian signalling station and then made off under heavy fire. Um, They had to refuel on the way. In fact, one thing uh, Max discovered is they had to take their bulletproof vests off because they were too heavy to get there and back with. You've probably been there. The day is dragging. The afternoon promises to be a long series of meetings. And what you could really do with is a nap. Well, the Japanese have launched what they're calling the Afternoon Pillow. Um, It stands upright in an L shape on your desk at work and you lean on the kind of the tall bit and you put your face through a hole and just have a little snooze. It even has an alarm that vibrates when you need to wake up. But it does beg the question, when and why would you need to sleep at work? (laughs) Well, the Times reporter Tim Horniak is in Japan and he told us that napping at work, what I'm calling NAW, is not uncommon or frowned upon. I think it's related to this Japanese phenomenon called inemuri, which just means napping. But according to a University of Cambridge professor, Brigitte Steger, it's properly translated as sleeping while present. So that means that you can catch a few winks while you're doing something like working or in a meeting, as long as you seem to be conforming to the social social situation at hand. For example, if you're dressed appropriately and you're just sitting in your chair, you can nod off and no one will really mind. I've noticed people in Japan all over the place taking naps at co-working centers, uh, in the train. Some people can even nap standing up on train platforms all over the place. So it seems to be regarded in Japan uh, napping as a sign that people have been working hard and it's uh, generally excused and not seen as you know shirking or, or just uh, slacking off on the job. That's it from The World in 10. And we can confirm, can't we, Cara, that we have not been taking a nap this afternoon. We've been working very hard on on The World in 10 today. Um, Just before we go, time to point you in the direction on the Times website of the Ryder Cup coverage. Um, Sport section is the place to go. And for our American friends, um, we love you. Um, So please do head there anyway, despite the fact that as we record this, Europe are doing quite well. Um, So it's all there and it is the place to go over the next couple of days. That is it. Bye-bye.